Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and this past weekend, or I guess the earliest part of this week, was New York International Toy Fair 2019, and this is the episode where the Irregulars get together and discuss all of the coolest stuff that happened at Toy Fair this year. Uh, and and a lot happened. This is going to be a really, really great conversation. Now, I'm doing something a little unusual in that I'm recording this intro before we've actually recorded the episode, uh, and I'll be doing the same thing with the outro because it is Thursday night, but this was the night that we could record, so I'm going to be putting everything together uh, super quickly this evening uh, before it is uh, time to hang out with Mrs. Troublemaker and watch something that is hopefully better than Overlord. We'll we'll see how it goes. And Overlord was not bad by any means. It just wasn't the, the big, fun, exciting movie that I was hoping it would be. Uh, I'll tell you what is good, though, is Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Now, I haven't read any of the comics at all. Uh, the Missus has the first, I think, what are their two series i think the third series just started or something like that i don't really know anything about it i know she's got trades of uh whatever was already out i i just never read it because it looked sort of emo and artsy to me and granted you know back in the day i loved sandman one of my favorite things ever which which is perhaps if you looked up emo and artsy in the dictionary you would get sandman uh but it just it, it didn't look i don't know didn't grab me but I'm watching the show, and the show is awesome and smart and funny and full of pathos, but also full of this uh, clever wit that makes it not overwhelmingly moody. Uh, I, I just I really like it. The performances are excellent. I like the characters a lot. Uh, Ellen Page is I like her a lot as long as she's doing what she's good at. Uh, and she's good at this. And, and I realize that sort of seems like faint praise, but, uh, you know, I've seen her in a couple things where I wasn't crazy about her. I've seen her in, uh, you know, stuff like Juno where she's absolutely perfect and she's absolutely perfect in Umbrella Academy. Uh, and the rest of the cast is just blowing me away, especially, uh, whoever's playing number five is just unbelievable. I I've commented on it before. I I'm not sure if I've done it on the show, but it's crazy to me that child actors are so good nowadays. Like these kids, these under, you know, 18 kids can just be so amazing with like Stranger Things and and all, you know, there's a lot of a lot of the nostalgic 80s stuff that's going on right now, uh which Umbrella Academy certainly has a feel of that without actually being set then and without being so beholden to the the pop culture of the 80s. Uh, but it definitely has elements of, of a throwback feel to it. But uh, a lot of that, for some reason, the, the younger actors seem to be cast in those roles, and they're phenomenal. It's crazy to me. So anyway, if, if you haven't watched Umbrella Academy, whether you've read the comic or not, and, and from people who have read the comic, uh, there seems to be 
you know, obviously, rarely is the TV show or the movie or whatever as good as the source material. Uh, and I think there are some discrepancies that maybe aren't super awesome for, for fans of the comic. But for the most part, people seem to be liking it. And as somebody who has not read the comic but plans to, I, I will say it's very, very entertaining and compelling. Uh, and the other thing I'm trying to get caught up on now is Game of Thrones. I've, You guys know how I feel about my physical media. I love it. Uh, the companies will never be able to shut down the delivery service for it or tell me that I haven't bought it and take it back in any way. It's on my shelf. I can watch it whenever I want. Uh, so... I've got all the seasons of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray. And and the other thing is, the special features specifically on Game of Thrones are phenomenal. You can sit and watch an episode with a little guide that will pop up and tell you the history of the characters, the history of the area, or, or like, it's it's really, uh, you know, I enjoy my physical media regardless, but these, in, in particular, are a phenomenal viewing experience. Very interactive, very in-depth and going back and watching again, and I, I see, I know I've watched the first season at least twice because when I did my epic recap years ago on the old Needless Things, uh, and I do still have that saved. That if the site never finishes getting brought over, I will repost that recap at some point because it's one of the things I'm most proud of. Uh, I, I mean, I you guys will understand once you get to it i'm sure most of you haven't even had the opportunity to read it uh but i i know i watched it at least twice but sitting here watching it again and being fully caught up to where the show is now and knowing who all of the characters are knowing the significance of the areas and like the it's just such a different experience now that I'm not caught up in the momentum and I'm able to sit and pay attention to the detail and the significance of everything that's going on. And it, it's almost like watching a whole different show uh, because emotionally seeing the Starks together again at the, in the first season, uh, watching these characters interact, watching all of the decisions play out that you know are going to lead to ruin for so many people in so many situations. Uh, it's just... It's very emotionally impactful, which maybe for me right now isn't the the best thing in the world. Uh, I, I saw a quote on Instagram the other day uh, to get off on, on a little bit of a tangent, and I can't remember who it was. It was somebody that I respect, uh, somebody that works very very hard. Uh, it was either uh, I believe it was an actor, but it might have been like a writer or something. But the and I, I should have done a screenshot of the quote, but. It was uh, grinding all the time isn't the way to achieve. You, you have to sometimes you have to relax. You have to sit back. You have to think. You have to reflect. Uh, you you can't just you, you know whoever said nonstop grinding is the way to success was wrong, and it was much more eloquently stated than all of that. But I really needed that quote at this point because, as I've mentioned before, there's just nothing going on right now. I mean, I've got the podcast, I've got the website, uh, and I'm really enjoying the amount of time I'm able to spend with my family at this point. But uh, as far as conventions or doing the game show or or anything outside of that, uh, it's dried up to a certain extent. And, uh, of course, I'm not thrilled about that, but at the same time, 
it is giving me an opportunity to reflect and to think about wh- what what I've done, what I want to do, where I'm at, uh, that sort of thing. And I think that's pretty valuable. And like I said, I'm enjoying not grinding, not sitting here planning, not thinking about, uh, okay, we've got this thing going on in February, and then this is going on in March, and then in May I've got to do this, and then uh, and then we've got to start really planning for the game show and this like the last few years six years seven years six years at least six years last six years uh i've been working really hard and this year uh is is not giving me reason to how about that that seems like a better way to put it and i'm kind of okay with it i'm not okay with it but i am kind of okay with it like I said, it's giving me valuable time to really consider everything. Uh, but I love doing this show for you guys. I, uh, the site, I'm very reinvigorated with the site. I'm enjoying writing again. I'm enjoying, uh, you know, taking taking the break from five days a week a couple of years ago really let me discover the way that I enjoy writing about things and that I feel... I'm happier with my output when I'm looking at it as, oh, I'd like to write about this, as opposed to, I got to write something today. And the I got to write something today got me through a bunch of years on the website. And I learned a lot writing that way. And obviously, every minute you spend doing something, you're practicing, you're getting better at it. So, uh, you know, it was good, but now uh, I'm in a different phase of how we're running things and we're going to have posts uh many thursdays not every thursday many thursdays from beth uh she's got days of the dead went up this week her recap of that uh which i was not able to attend and i'm still not sure if that was the right decision or not uh i would have had to use a lot of time off of work to go but at the same time i I missed out on on going so I don't know. We're, we'll see. That That's probably going to affect my decision for some other conventions uh, as the year goes on that I really wasn't sure I was going to go to. Uh, I might end up doing a, a little bit more than I thought I would because I, I missed being at Days of the Dead. I, I still, I'm sitting here right now thinking about it and w- kind of wishing I'd had that experience. Uh, but anyway, uh, the the website, I'm thrilled. The podcast, I'm stoked. I can't wait to sit down with these guys and start recording about Toy Fair. And I'm sure you guys can't wait to listen to us talk about Toy Fair 2019 and Hasbro and Mattel and every company that was there and who blew us away and who didn't and who was almost strangely absent uh, from Toy Fair in a way. So sit down, relax, and get out your checklist to write down all the coolest stuff that happened at Toy Fair 2019. Enjoy. Uh, it is time once again for Toy Fair Talk. We're going to discuss everything that went down, or not everything that went down, but the biggest stuff that went down at Toy Fair 2019. Uh, we are joined by our regular Toy Fair crew, Josh Wilson. Welcome back to the show. Good to be here. Head of research, Ryan. How are you doing tonight? Good. Glad to be here. And of course, belligerent monkey, uh, your beard sounds lovely this evening. 
Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Good we, to talk to you guys again. We we haven't heard any beard stuff yet. You're doing well. Uh, so so potentially before we started recording, but possibly while we were recording, I'm not sure and won't find out till later. Uh, we were talking about we we our intention was to open up talking about Mezco's wacky Toy Fair exclusives, which Ryan, you had said there was going to be one, and I'd forgotten there was a history of these things. But Mezco kind of shocked everyone by just giving away what? So they gave away the Gomez, you know, the awesome – their mascot, like we said. And then over, you know, we he went on eBay for crazy amounts of money. Come Tuesday, he gets put out twice. And so one of my favorite things people have been posting on eBay – is you can see the retracted bids on eBay. <laughs> and then you can see some that like people did like buy it nows for like a thousand dollars. So my like gosh. some sucker paid a thousand dollars for Gomez that was up for twenty four hours for ninety five bucks. Um and so now the big question is did Mezco do this on purpose? Oh um, I, there's no doubt in my mind because the funny thing about this figure is like you look at it and there, there are two ways to look at this figure. One is as uh, you know, a, a comic book nerd fan who collects these because they're really nice figures, and another is as a fan of toys. And if you're a fan of toys, then this figure is much more appealing than if you're just looking at it as some roach slash ant slash insect head guy. Yeah. Because the appeal here, <clears throat> yeah, it looks amazing. Like they did a great job with the character, but if you don't care about the character, that doesn't mean anything. But what we're looking at is the crazy amount of accessories. Uh, a body that will lend itself to all kinds of different things, uh, customization-wise. And what what is the the non-roachy head that comes with it? The black skull. Right. So you can essentially make black mask. Now, it'll look like he's wearing Converse, but other than that, <laughs> he will look exactly like black mask. Um, and another thing I think is funny is people that have already gotten it on the instructions, there are instructions for additional accessories that aren't with him. So people think there's going to be another version that comes with the skateboard and this backpack with this little bitty ant that rides in it. And so they're, they're already setting all this up. But I, you know, I looked at it when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, why would I buy a mascot figure? And then the more and more I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get that. The, well, the, <laughs> sure more enough, you, the more you saw it as just a toy fan of, of, of cool toys. And that, that was how I looked at it. Cause you called me, at like four on Tuesday and we're like, Hey, that Gomez figure is up for pre-order because I, I think at the time, like when they released it, my thinking was, okay, that's just the toy fair exclusive. And we're, we're not going to get a crack at that version at least. Right. Uh, and, but then I, I was on my way into work and I stopped somewhere and I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can get that thing. Cause why not? Yep. Uh, because I, if, I'm going to be mad if I don't have it because I love this line. I love this company and what they've done with this line. And just, it'll be worth it just to have that cool figure. It's just like Popeye. I wasn't sure I wanted Popeye. And then I got him and I was like, holy shit, this is one of the best figures I've ever owned. It's it's one of those things where the aesthetic of the line kind of overpowers whatever the license is. But uh, they did the first batch that you pre-order came with the, the toy fair press kit with the book and the lanyard and the buttons and all the other junk. And then they put up a pre-order for ones because it's going back into production that won't have all the toy fair stuff, but is the same figure. 
Yeah. And the only difference is it doesn't have a Toy Fair sticker on the front of the box. Right, exactly. So now people are, I guess, going to try to <laughs> make money off that somehow. Uh, right, which is just Good absurd. luck to you. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that was one of the biggest, most interesting things that happened uh, during Toy Fair. But there are a couple of other news items I want to talk about before we get into the actual toys that were shown. And one of the first big things was the launch of Hasbro Pulse. Now, if you're on Instagram, are you guys following the... Well, I know some of you guys aren't even on Instagram, but are you following the Hasbro Pulse account or have been for a while? I haven't. Uh, What am I missing? It's Hasbro runs it, but they do it in a way that most big companies and granted i felt like this year and i'm interested to know if you guys agree i felt like this was the first year where most of the big companies really embraced social media and were making the announcements themselves rather than me just getting all the news from like toy arc or something uh because naka and hasbro and mcfarlane and all like all the companies were just putting stuff up on social media themselves uh, I feel like they finally kind of figured it out, and Hasbro has actually been at the forefront of this, despite the fact that they're such a huge company. Uh, after the launch of HasLab last year, they launched a Hasbro Pulse account that reveals uh, it does press pictures, like the nice white background pictures of all the new figures and stuff. Uh, they put those up basically as soon as they're available, so you don't have to rely on websites, uh, except, of course, NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. Uh, But you don't have to rely on websites to get that information to you. You can immediately get on Instagram and look at Hasbro Pulse and see what all was shown at Comic-Con, at Toy Fair, at New York Comic-Con, wherever they do these things. Like, Hasbro's been really on top of it, and now they've, in a way, converted that Hasbro Pulse into something that's even more direct to the fans with their own web store. And this is not HasbroToyShop.com. This is a streamlined, collector-oriented website where Hasbro sells our stuff direct to us. Uh, they will be offering pre-orders. They already are offering pre-orders through the website on, it looks like, everything. Yeah, um, i got to say, I, I'm, I'm kind of impressed because I, after last year's San Diego and I got screwed out of my exclusive order from the Hasbro toy shop website. Right, right. I swore off that I was never ever going to buy anything from that website ever again. Well, unfortunately then, you don't have to. Yeah, I know. And, and now, <laughs> now this post came up and I gotta say, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, they put up a lot of the transformer stuff early yeah. and it was actually, at a lower price than it seems to have been a retail, and they they fixed it, but they haven't canceled my orders. So, well, here's here's what they're doing is they're putting all of this product up for for pre because like, for instance the Omega Supreme that's coming out, which we'll talk about in depth in a little bit here. Uh, but all this stuff's going up for MSRP. There's no markup. Uh, there's no middleman, and if you place an order before the 23rd or by the 23rd of February. They they're signing you up as a a premium member, and you get free shipping for all of 2019. Now, do you have to make an order, or I think you just have to sign up? I believe you have to make an order. Let me pull it up. Well, Join. my question oh, is, you are correct, but you the question is, I, I did pre-orders, so am I still qualified? Even I, though I'm not getting my stuff shipped out until later th- this year, I think so. I think okay. as long as you place an order of some kind, and I mean. Why wouldn't you? Because there's, I guarantee, if you're collecting Marvel Legends, Transformers, 
uh, Star Wars Vintage Collection. Now, Star Wars Black has been kind of left out of the game so far, uh, but there's something on there you want. So, have you all heard the rumor about how convention stuff is going to be handled? No. Um, so, what people are saying and what kind of people have read between the lines is if you are a Pulse Premium member, when like the San Diego exclusives and stuff go up, they will have first access to it. Well, and that's um, that's what was sort of hinted at in the yeah. original press release. Uh, they didn't specifically say convention exclusives. But, well, they but they did. They said have early access to exclusives and pre-orders through the website. Yep. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I signed up for it. Well, I made I made my first order Friday. Uh, I ordered the rest of the figures from the current Marvel Legends Kingpin wave that I needed, which was three of the figures. I ordered Friday. Uh, they came Wednesday, which is a great turnaround for a big corporate website. Which, granted, again, it's not really. It's a collector-based website that's slicker than Maddie. Um, that's, again, free shipping. I mean, that's it, they're competing with Amazon here. Yeah, the free shipping's huge. It's uh, a big deal. I mean, that's the big gateway to why I don't just order everything online, because I don't want to pay $12 for to get one figure shipped. Uh, but, th- I mean, this, to me, is absolutely incredible and changes Hasbro's game entirely because they're going to be putting this stuff and the other thing is you can order you don't have to order a case of marvel legends you don't have to order you know the full wave of marvel legends you can order one figure now granted you've got to get there before it sells out but i mean they're this is a huge huge deal for somebody who collects anything from uh, from hasbro um, and I'm very curious to see how long things stay up because I know Jubilee she went real fast. Um, she really didn't though because I I had the opportunity to look a couple of times before I ordered mine. Like uh, she she you? was up there for a day at least. Oh, and okay. I mean if if you have any experience with Maddie Collector, you know that's that's not bad. It's an eternity, right? <laughs> so uh, I've th- thus far I, I'm hugely impressed. Uh, with with HasbroPulse.com, and I hope that it can deliver. I mean, it's already delivered beyond any other specialty collector site we've had. So I hope they keep it up. What about now, uh, uh, Jay? What about you? Is this something that you think you're likely to to get on there and start just getting stuff through there? Yeah, I think so. It, it uh, depends on the figure, depends on the wave. Like I've been. Uh, I am the uh, uh, Professor X figure, and it, it sold out pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, when it was posted. So, um, there, there's that, and I think the Jubilee are, are at the top of the list of ones for me to get. So I, I've checked on those. Unfortunately, every time I've checked, they've been sold out. So, but there I have there have been things that they've, I guess, restocked. I don't know if that's the word, um, but that the uh, Jabba Skiff a couple of times sold out and kept getting put back up. And I was finally able to get one of those. So I, at times I think they do look at their inventory and relist things, which is another impressive thing. It doesn't sell out and is just gone. Right. And, and uh, I'll definitely keep uh, an eye on it. So I, I haven't signed up for it yet just cause I haven't made an order, but uh, I, I will as soon as I, you know, something's in stock that I want. Well, you, you got two days left. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just bought Night Thrasher while we were talking. So yeah, well, I that's, my, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm right saying. Now, I mean, like, maybe I want to get something just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you might as well just get, you know, it's 20 bucks to, to get a figure that you would pay for. You know, maybe it's not necessarily something you want, but shit, to pay $20 just to get free shipping for the whole year and early access to whatever they give you early access to. That was my big thing. Sure. And what is this website we're speaking of? Hasbropulse.com. Uh, but it's great, and it, it's it to me was the most exciting uh, non-specific toy announcement of the whole show. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, and, and I think all of us will have some input on this one, is the fact that prior to Toy Fair, uh, McFarland Toys, and we we already knew that Mattel was losing the DC license at the end of 2019. They do still have product coming out uh, for the rest of this year, but 2020. McFarland Toys will have the DC license for 6-inch to 12-inch collectible figures. Uh, for those of us who've been collecting toys since McFarland Toys was Todd Toys, we were not initially excited about this news. How, how did you guys feel? No, I was not excited at all. Number one, you're going to end up having... <sighs> You know, who knows what kind of scale they're going to be in, and who knows if they're going to fit in with the rest of my collection. And not to mention that Mark Fallon is not exactly known for super articulated figures. <laughs> so, well, and that's uh, the big thing is what scale, because yes, it says six inch scale, but we can all look around our rooms and realize that there are a lot of different interpretations of what six inch scale means. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, my son has the Fortnite figures that McFarlane did, and they are fantastic. Uh, they, now, what scale are they? Are they the uh, th- well? Those are those are seven inch scale. Um, but everything in the press from McFarlane has specified six inch scale for DC. So my assumption is we're talking about something right right around Marvel Legend size, which would be nice. Like I, I know with the Walking Dead stuff, like. That's like what five inch? Yeah, that's a five inch scale, and and that's it that's just, not mentioned anywhere. So I don't expect that's what this will be. Well, I hope so because I, when I first uh, heard the announcement, that's what I pictured. That's what everybody was, did. But yeah, and it made me a little nervous just because that's uh, does not look good. But uh, I've got to say, looking at those Fortnite figures, the articulation is tremendous. There are no shared parts. Each figure is a hundred percent new tooling tons of accessories they're very sturdy um i was very nervous when we opened them up and kind of starting to move the joints you know you know how when you've got a new figure maybe from a line you're not familiar with how nervous it can how how nervous you can get trying to bend the elbow the first time yeah uh but they're 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 sturdy man and and i'll tell you if that's the quality we're going to get from mcfarland's dc line uh, you know, depending on what designs they choose, which character interpretations they choose, I could be all in on this thing, and, and it could be very exciting. The other thing to consider, I think, though, is all of us have different collections of DC figures, whether we've got stuff from DC Universe Classics, uh, DC Multiverse, DC Collectibles. How do you guys feel about, oh, here we go again? Or are you kind of halfway excited about the possibility of a fresh start? I'm done. <laughs> I find like as soon as I find Vixen and Ray in the multiverse figures, 
I'm done. Like, I, you know, DC Universe Classics and then Multiverse was an amazing line, and there's almost no one I can think of that they didn't do. And so, you know, I'm happy with almost all of them, and they look really good on the shelf, and I mean, there's. I'm just looking at. There's hundreds of them. Well, yeah. that is. I'm right there with you. Like, uh, I'm the same way. Like, they did such a good job and had such a great run. Uh, for me, like, it would be very, very specific figures. You know, to you know, if they put out like, you know, six figures in a wave, like I might pick up one if it's the uh, the right uh, character that I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm. I'm I kind of feel the same way. I just I, I can't do it again, and because yeah. you know new lines they're going to be doing all the same old same old over and over again and uh, maybe they'll they'll throw you know a bone for one in a wave or something like that that's not been made before so I, I i don't see myself the only way i could potentially see myself is if they go like real like artistic styling with it which i don't think they'll do so um, what and you gotta think though like i mean when did dc universe classics start i mean it's been at least ten years. Early two thousands. Oh yeah, I mean we're we're talking it's not fifteen. Yeah, we're like, talking two thousand two thousand five. I'm, I'm guessing five or six. I think. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it it's went a long time. it's time for them to start over. Like, well, and here's here's another thing to consider though is McFarlane only has the license for three years as of right now. Oh wow, which is not a whole lot of time. But an interesting thought I had is, what if they just do waves of teams? What if Wave 1 is Justice League, Wave 2 is Teen Titans, Wave 3 is uh, Legion of Doom? What like, what if they actually did themed waves like nobody does anymore? I'm a sucker for a good team completion. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like, what if you can just buy a nice little team all in one shot? I mean, they did like a nice little team of Secret Six, and I would uh, grab that in two seconds. Yeah, but, there are a lot of possibilities, but but being realistic... We know Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman are the sellers. Uh, we're probably going to see several different versions of them over the next three years, uh, and then a few other characters here and there. I, I, I'm very curious about it. I'm sure I'll buy the first Batman they do, but beyond that, uh, I'm kind of with you. I, I like my DC Universe classics. That's the thing the Four Horsemen are best at is creating a beautiful collection of figures that all are aesthetically the same. Uh, and that's when you look at DC Universe Classics or Masters of the Universe Classics all standing together on the shelf, like, even more than Marvel Legends or NECA stuff, like, it looks like this beautiful collection. Yeah. I, I tell you what would get me. If they did a TV Titans line, team line, or a Doom Patrol team line, I'd buy those. Yeah, I I would actually be into some some good uh, if they wanted to do the live action stuff in the way that Mattel never really committed to. Um, that would be very cool. I mean, look if they released a wave that was all just Batman nineteen eighty nine figures. Shit, yeah. I'd, if they did Bob the Goon, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Biden Harvey. Yes, absolutely. Well, Becca so, had like uh, those couple like uh, they had the Batman and the Superman like movie versions that turned out really good. Yeah, they I, they they sold them with uh, I think with the DVD was that how they got around yeah. the licensing thing? Yeah, they had the, uh, the, the you know Nika had those couple, uh, but supposedly the 
Batman, uh, Alien, and Superman Predator, I think it was, yep. that NACO were doing that got canceled. Supposedly yeah. those are moving ahead now. Really? Oh, that'd be awesome. Because yeah, they confirmed it on Twitter. Oh, did Man. they? Okay. Yeah, the licensing situation is different now, so NACA can move ahead with them. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. That that was interesting news. Uh, another thing that I kind of noticed is companies are trying these deluxe formats now. Uh, I assume they're looking at the success of Mezco's 112 Collective, and we have both Hasbro and DC Collectibles launching new uh, high-end collector-oriented figures uh, we saw from Hasbro. There, what is what's it called, Ryan? Do you hyper real for hyper hyper real bullshit? Uh, yeah. Well, coming soon to a clearance aisle near you. Let's let's be fi- well, yeah, because <laughs> putting putting a ninety dollar action figure in Walmart is probably not the best idea. What are you talking had. about? That's the best idea ever. <laughs> I can't wait to get it for thirty dollars. <laughs> um, so yeah, this hyper real Darth Vader that's a wireframe uh, with all. It, it's it's going to be like modern Hot Toys figures where there are no joints. It's all wire ball jointed frames that are underneath uh, like soft goods and, and vinyl and, and whatever. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. It, it's gonna I, be- I like the concept in theory. It, like if I could get like 112 figures, like the Mezco 112 Star Wars figures, I'd snap those up in a heartbeat. Well, and here's I, my yep. biggest problem with this is that these are eight inch scale, so they go with nothing. Yeah. Yep. They exactly. will stand out, and I won't do it. Yeah, if Mezco had put them out, I would not have blinked twice oh, about sure. buying every single one of them. I got. I was reading that, and I got to eight inches, and I went, "Nope." Yeah, yeah I think the differing scale only is six inches ridiculous. in this house. <laughs> I just don't know what they at DC Collectibles are thinking. Like that DC Collectibles line is doomed to failure. Oh, absolutely! And look, that Batman. Ah, uh, he's cool. He's a different Batman. I'm dying to see how toyetic it is and 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 how it works. And depend. Have they announced a price on that one yet? I don't think they. I, think so. I don't think I saw a price, but knowing DC collectibles, it's probably going to be over a hundred because it's yeah. an it's a nine inch figure, which is another scale that nothing <laughs> else comes in. Uh, but and again, now, like with Star Wars, I can almost understand it, right? Like they're trying not to compete against black, like the black series, or I. It's so annoying. Why do they call everything the Black Series now? Well, it's the no, it's six not, inch Black Series. No, no, the the three and three quarter inch are now the basic line and the vintage collection. There's no okay. Yeah, Black Series is just six inch scale now. Good because that well, was six inch scale and props. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I understand they don't want to compete with their own Black Series line. But like my Vader Black Series, he's got enough soft goods for what i need yeah i mean that's that's about as good a vader as you can get without upgrading to like hot toys or something Uh, and even then then that's a big giant thing that takes up space and and is a whole different proposition all right so yeah looking at the placard for that dc prime batman figure 125 dollar retail yeah yeah that's that's just that's nuts they probably won't make him knowing dc collectibles yeah, you it's, might be right. That that's an interesting it, point because they've done that before. Remember when they were going to launch that whole movie, the movie ones that were supposed to be competing with with uh, like figure arts and mafex. Yep. And they put out like three and then canned them. Yep. 
So I will say I do like the base that comes with the Vader figure. Like, you know, sure. those could be interesting. But sure, sure. Uh, one last thing. Or actually, well, yeah, one last thing. I just want to mention Mego and the fact that it's insane that all of a sudden they're so relevant again and it happened so fast. Uh, and, and this is just my perspective on it. Yeah, you go into Target and you see, like, who's buying these weird, like, full house figures and married, well, married with children probably has a little more broad appeal. But, like, they've got some really weird licenses. But... Every time you go into Target, you see pegs and pegs of Mego figures available beside the empty pegs of all the other stuff. So people are buying these things. I guess. I don't know. My Target has uh, the same figures. Like, they're stock full of them. Well, the ones I go to, it's clear that the stock is rotating. Like, they'll have, there'll be a few that are still there, but there'll be new stuff. Like, it's, the stock is moving out. It's probably some, like, grandma who gets on the wrong aisle and then goes back to her grandchild and is like, look, I got you this doll of Arthur Franzarelli. Happy birthday, honey. Um, But uh, I don't know. I I like it. And what's interesting is they're expanding beyond Target. Uh, Right before Toy Fair, they announced... A whole new wave of mostly horror figures, which which are the ones that seem to be doing best for them. Uh, but they're going to be available more widely than just Target. So whatever they were hoping to accomplish with that Target partnership must have paid off because they're continuing ahead and they have more licenses that they're doing, more sizes that they're doing. Uh, it's, it's very interesting to see this. And the price point is the other thing to me that's that's really wild is they're putting out these I mean they're Mego figures but they're very well done for what they are at I don't think they're even 14.99 aren't they like 12.99 Yeah, they're like 12. Yeah. I mean it's it's crazy. So I mean if it's if it's something you dig and you see it you're like, "Well shit, I might as well get it." But uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention Mego just because they're they're such a foundation of the uh toy industry and, and have been an inspiration for so many things, including the 112 Collective uh, that we've gotten into over the years. All right, well, it's time to move on to what actually happened at Toy Fair. I want to start with Funko, because there is literally nothing to say about Funko this year. <laughs> have we ever seen such a reversal? For the past two or three years, Funko has been one of the biggest companies with some of the, even if it's stuff we weren't personally going to collect, it was big surprises and stuff that was different and wild. And then yeah, this normally year, like like right before too. Yeah, like they, they normally like make a big announcement like the week before, like as kind of a surprise. Yeah, yeah, they usually lead off Toy Fair with some kind of big crazy thing. And this year, literally, the only thing they showed was Street Fighter figures um, for the Savage World line, the the He Man style figures. So I get the feeling with Funko, they put a lot of money into a lot of stuff, you know, getting those reaction figures and all that stuff they bought. And, I mean, I think it's fair to say them doing the reaction figures bombed pretty hard. Oh, no, no, like, not at all. It was incredibly successful. Was it? But See, they, I... But they drove it into the ground. So, yeah, yeah sure. The last, I, the last waves of reaction figures you could buy for a dollar at Barnes & Noble 
but you've got to look at the big picture of how many markets they got into with those things, yeah. how omnipresent they were at retail. I mean, they were hugely successful for the amount of time that Funko had the reaction license, and then they let it lapse back to Super 7, and now Super 7 is taking the recognition of the reaction brand that they got with the big company Funko and doing all of these really cool niche things with it, which we'll talk about later on. Um, So, I mean, do you think that Funko just went too fast, too hard, and ran out of money, or...? Oh, I don't think they're out of money. I think think that they... uh, really if anything are sitting on because they showed you know comic-con they showed conan figures they showed a few things that we haven't seen yet uh and i think they they kind of know that there's a lot that is coming let's not overshadow what's coming because i mean look look the next thing that happens is san diego comic-con toy fair for anything that you're aiming at collectors toy fair is not as important as it used to be so I, I think we'll see a lot of stuff from them at San Diego Comic-Con after the summer's done and after we've seen the next wave of DC Primal Age, uh, after we've seen the Conan line. Oh, do they do the Primal Age? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, So that and that, that was the big thing last year. Or actually, no, that was Comic-Con. The, big, the Savage World was the big reveal last year. But anyway, Funko, basically nothing going on this year. So we can move on to something that we're all invested in 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 uh different lines and talk about hasbro a little bit and let's start off with star wars now typically or for the last several years anyway i kind of get left out of the star wars conversation uh i've got i've got a shelf of black series figures but i kind of reined it back in but this year at toy fair hasbro possibly or definitely a lot to do with the fact that that sail barge is going to be shipping on march 4th uh for those of us that ordered the Haslab jabba's sail barge the katana 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 i don't know yeah i don't know they don't say it in the movies so who knows uh but anyway that thing is shipping on march 4th we got our final email that included the instructions for it which Seeing those old school black and white instructions, oh, it just warmed my heart. <laughs> hey, re- remind me, how much did that cost? Uh, I remember including uh, about it. including shipping, which is a huh. big, big factor because the shipping carton is four and a half feet long. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, including shipping, it was five hundred dollars. Okay. Well, hey, compared to some another thing that got revealed this year, that's nothing. Well, and that's that. we're actually going to discuss that on a separate episode, um, and and I still haven't seen that verified yet. So I haven't either. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, so much of Hasbro's Star Wars output this year is revolving around that Jabba's sail barge playset, because we saw uh, in the Star Wars Vintage, which is the three point seven five super articulated scale, uh, they're offering a skiff to go along with the sail barge. Uh, Jabba's Palace, a three-pack of skiff guards, and uh, a lot of vintage figures directly related to the Jabba's Palace stuff. Uh, an update on Lando in his skiff guard costume. Like, just a bunch of really cool stuff from one of the coolest parts of Return of the Jedi. I know you guys aren't collecting this stuff, but was it cool to see a lot of this, like, what we grew up with 
sort of back in a way that hasn't been in a while. It is, and it's interesting that the push is coming right before a movie. Like, you would almost think they would back off a little, let Episode Nine come out, and then push, but well, I guess they're going to take advantage of this little opening they've got right now before well, movie stuff hits. Traditionally, the best time for Star Wars toy collectors, though, have been between movies. Uh, because when there's a movie, all they're pushing is stuff directly related to the movie but then in the uh the off years which we had in the early 2000s and uh and and up until disney bought everything we would get all this incredible stuff like minor characters fill-in characters from the movies vehicles play sets that weren't that weren't major parts of the movies but were really cool things that we wanted to see happen like the tie bomber the tie interceptor that kind of stuff came out between movie years and now we don't get between movie years anymore but right now because of the timing of solo and episode nine we're in the biggest between movie year we've had in the past four years yeah so there i think they are taking advantage of that to to get this stuff out there and to try something a little different in the market because i think you guys will agree that since Disney took over, Star Wars toys just haven't been quite as exciting because everything is tied, or the bulk of the product is tied to whatever movie is out at the time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think the six-inch line's done a good job of mixing stuff up. But have um, they? How many aliens do you have? How many droids do you have? How many non-human characters do you have in that Black Series line? Yeah, that's true. I mean, but their release schedule is not quite as much. But, you know, they finished the Bounty Hunters this year. They, they're they trying, but then for every, you know, wave like that, you have eight gazillion roses and yeah. my man Constable <laughs> keeping it strong. Saw him for $20 yesterday. <laughs> no one's going to keep him down. I will say, like, they did a great job with the uh, re-releases of the uh, Bounty Hunters. Like, uh, yeah. I was really nervous about uh, getting those, and I jumped on the first first time I saw it online, and since then I've seen them everywhere. So, like, they, they've uh, done a great job recognizing that uh, uh, they didn't have a great uh, 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 stock initially and have really uh, uh, pushed it out there. So, Although that is typically what happens when they launch a new range is that first wave is very easy to find because that's how it was with the Black Series. That's how, that's how it is with each movie. That's how it was with the 40th anniversary stuff. But then with successive waves, distribution seems to change. Retailers don't order the same skew over and over again. Like, it's the later waves where Hasbro really needs to step it up and make sure this stuff is available. But again, with Hasbro Pulse, does that even matter anymore? So, do you think with the success... Because the barge, I mean, by what it looks like, the barge is going to be a success. So, you've got to imagine they try this again. And so, I wonder what they'll do. I I think I still hold on they'll do an X. See, I think they'll do a Black Series X-Wing. I think they know people want it bad. And I could see him doing it that way. Well, that's the only way that I think it would happen at this point, is doing yeah. the, the pre-order, we have to hit this many to make it, and if we do, then we make it. And I'm fine with that system, absolutely. But I don't think the next thing that HasLab does uh, will be Star Wars. I think it's likely to be uh, 
you know, Transformers are, yeah. are having a big anniversary. But they announced HasLab this time last year, and they didn't do anything this year. So I don't know. We'll see. I, maybe the sale barge, obviously it was a success, or they wouldn't have produced it. Enough people ordered to make it happen. But I wonder if in the end they decided it really didn't pay off in the way that they wanted it to. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just absolutely thrilled uh, with what we saw of the Vintage Collection this year. How do you guys feel about those retro figures? You know, they're fine <laughs> for nostalgia. Yeah. Like, I looked at him, and it was, again, one of those I looked at, and I was like, wow, that's really cool. I will never buy that. <laughs> like, I don't know. I do think the way they're doing Tarkin is sneaky as hell. Um, but Well, what's funny for me is I saw the game, because I had the, the original Escape from the Death Star game when I was a kid, and it was... Like we played the heck out of that game at my grandparents' house. Every time we go up there, there was one of those things that my my grandmother bought at a yard sale, so it stayed up there. And it was like one of the first things we did was play that game. Mm-hmm. So I saw that they were reissuing the game, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's awesome! I'm so buying that." And then I saw that it came with the Tarkin figure, which was just for me icing on the cake. Like I was already going to get the game. But yeah. uh, the, I, I like the Tarkin. It's almost too good of a figure, though, to fit in. Right. Uh, but I, and, yeah, I'm. I tell you, if I if I find the whole wave, if I can buy the whole wave at once, I will probably get them. It's it's, it's six figures, uh, which granted, I'm sure if they are successful, they will keep going with them. But uh, this is something that I think we've even talked about on this show before, is that we can't believe with the success of the five points of articulation retro-style figures that Hasbro hasn't jumped on this already. Right. And I know it was just talked about on the Facebook group, but we've confirmed like the original molds for all those toys were destroyed, weren't they? Okay, I've seen two different things about this. Uh, our friend Adam Paulus, who works in the toy industry, said that these were slightly different molds that they do not look exactly like the original figures. Mm-hmm. However, uh, another source that I actually can't remember right now said that they are supposed to be identical. Oh, it might have been the Foosh, actually. Um, but another source that supposedly talked to somebody at Hasbro at Toy Fair, which I would assume Adam Paulus would have done as well, says that these are supposed to be identical except for the like date markings and whatnot. Right. So, I, you know, I don't know, but they look great to me. They do look a little bit different. Uh, but either way, just I, I, I'll get them. If I see them all in, all in one shot, I'll pick them up. I know I will. Uh, let's see. I think that was it. Did they show anything new from the Black Series? So what they did, they showed previously announced figures. We saw the final version of Afra and the droids, mm. which look really good. Super nice. Um, and then they announced that the Celebration exclusive figures are going to be re-releases of Darth Maul, and they're going to do an Episode 1 Obi-Wan. Um, and they've already said that the Celebration ones will just come with some extra accessories and then they will be regular released because Darth Maul right now is still one of the most expensive figures in the line. Well, what I like is that the pack, 
the packaging for those is the old school Phantom Menace packaging. Yep. Yeah, those will be nice exclusives, and I mean, I don't need them, but yeah, but pretty much that was it. During the presentation, they flat said, yeah, this is a movie year. We'll announce all this stuff later. Right, right, yeah. They announced, you know, the fan, what is it, Fan Force Triple Friday. Oh, yeah, Triple yeah. Triple Force Friday, which is the for the movie release, the video game release, and what what was the other thing? Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Oh, the Mandalorian, right, right. Which is so interesting that that's a part of that. their push, because it makes me wonder, like, wow, are we... Because, you know, Star Wars has not been the best about sell, uh, supporting, or Hasbro has not been the best about supporting the televised stuff. Like, Rebels and, and this new show, yeah, we see Resistance figures in stores now, but for a show that's about space combat, we have no f- vehicles to put those figures in. Like, I, I feel like their support for television hasn't been great, so I'm wondering if it's going to be different for The Mandalorian. Ooh, as much money as they're sinking into that show, I right. would hope so. Right, right. Uh, well, let's so. move on to, uh, was there any other Star Wars stuff that you guys wanted to discuss? Just that uh, that Jabba's Palace playset makes me wish I still collected the three and three quarter figures. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing was beautiful. I, I love that they apparently learned a lesson from those cardboard playsets. Uh, which, look, don't get me wrong, I was glad to see any kind of playset come out in any way. But in the end, I did not buy those because they're just they're, they're not nice enough to go with what I've got. But that Jabba's Palace, uh, not only does it look incredible, but it also looks modular. Yeah. I may have to pick that. Even though I don't buy those figures anymore, that looked good on the shelf. Yeah, I thought about that too because I think it would fit on my black shelf like in the back and would be like a good backdrop. Well, I will, uh, I'll be figuring out where the heck I'm going to put that at some point in the future. Um, all right, well, let's move on then to uh, Transformers because it, we, I, I want to hear the lovely dulcet tones of Josh Wilson waxing <laughs> about Transformers uh, because uh, let me tell you, my friend, they, they got me with this Siege stuff. Well, I, I tell you, you know, we've had years and years of kind of gimmick uh, releases, you know, we have the, the headmasters and the Titan Masters and whatnot, and now it's just kind of let's go back and do some updated versions of some classic figures, you know, no muss, no fuss, and they are beautiful. And boy, that Omega Supreme, oh, that uh, I mean, I, I've always had a real hard problem pulling the trigger on the big ones it's just like i don't know where i'd put them and they just never seem to justify the price but this one this one hits me you know back in the nostalgia area like a mega supreme was always my favorite of the big ones back in the day and i never had one and i think i might have to get this one because <laughs> it looks phenomenal that that's this one got me to well i i started off buying just sideswipe just because i always liked sideswipe when i was a kid and now I've got five of the Siege figures, and I think Hasbro has hit the good action figure, but also good vehicle right. balance in a way that they haven't in a long time. Uh, they they just look fantastic in both modes. Everything lines up. They transform really well. I can transform these without the instructions. Like yes, after Not one really complicated. Yeah, after one time. Uh, I can transform any of these guys without problem. And for an old dude, that's pretty good. 
Uh, and then this Omega Supreme popped up. And looks beautiful. I, when I was a kid, I want—I I didn't ever had a whole lot of Transformers anyway, but I always wanted him because the idea of this like tank rocket ship combo really appealed to me. And I bought a G1 Omega Supreme from a flea market years ago, still in the box. Uh, I knew it was missing some things, but I bought it, I set it up, and it just wasn't quite clean and in good enough shape for me to keep it versus what I could get for it on eBay. Mm-hmm. So I never, I still have an Omega Supreme shaped hole in my heart, <laughs> and I think this one's going to do it. And the thing is, when I first, when you first see the pictures, you don't know what scale it's going to be. Like initially, as far as we knew, it was only going to be a couple inches taller than the Prime that's out right now. Like you don't know what they're going to do scale wise anytime they just show a product picture of a Transformer, and then it comes out that this guy's twenty four inches tall. Yeah, I mean, he's big. I mean, they keep making the big figures, so I guess they're doing well for them, even though half the time you can go into Ollie's and find them for like 50 bucks. Right, right. Uh, You know, but hey, that that works for me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matter of fact, I've I've been circling around getting a Trypticon just for the hell of it for a while now. And I guess that must be doing really well for them because now they're kind of moving into an in-between. Like, so typically Transformers come out in the small, regular, and then large size figures that they have, right? Right, and then, right. And now they're coming up with like an in-between, like the, the regular release large size figures and the big giant ones. And so they've got this Jetfire who's going to be an $80 toy that's kind of like in-between size appropriately as a big giant plane as opposed to the cars like they they showed it where like you could actually have like the the regular robots like ride on the plane like yeah (laughs) yeah he's a big figure which is appropriate though because you know that original that jetfire actually is one of the ones that i had when i was a kid um there was a weird circumstance involved with me getting him and i can't remember what it was but anyway he was big he was a big transformer yeah and uh, man, that's, that's gonna be another hard sell. It's, it's an eighty dollar figure, but they seem to really packed on the accessories. Not only do you get the figure, he's got a bunch of armor pieces that go on him, and uh, I mean, like, and they have very different looks depending if you go with the armor or not the armor. So I was like, ah, oh, I guess I can get, justify getting that one, even though I've got the old Jetfire that is still, you know, on my shelf with these. But this one will probably work too. So I may end up getting that. I it's just man, they're just. Uh, you know what it really is that really sells me on these figures? For whatever reason, now they're they're doing effects parts for all of the figures. So like if you buy the smaller ones, they come with effects parts. Yeah, that, you know, like yeah. laser blast and like energy axe type effects, and like it just makes like the toyetic like makes it just pop on the shelf, and I just love it so much. I haven't loved a line of Transformers like this since probably. I mean, like I really is into the Headmasters line, but there were a lot of problems with the moldings on the Headmasters ones. Just to try to, to fit the gimmick, but this one is just such a clean look that it's just yeah, really yeah, good. They, so they do feel like the purest Transformers we've seen in a while. Though it is making me old because the new Optimus Prime that they uh, you know released out for this the, the, a new leader size, which is a fifty dollars size price point, um, is actually an homage back to the Armada. Actually, it was, I think it was on Cybertron release, which I was you know actively in college collecting at that point in time. So now I've gotten old enough to where they're homaging things from back when I was in college. So <laughs> yeah, when old school means the nineties. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, some other cool stuff they showed. 
Uh, we already knew they were doing Starscream uh, in in the original Cybertron, like the flying triangle mode. Uh, but they showed Thundercracker, which appropriately is a repaint, but they look great, and I'm glad to know that they're going to do all the Seekers. Um, they showed Springer, who I've, I've always been a big fan of Springer. Uh, what else did they have in here? Red Alert. Uh, just a, a lot of classic stuff. That's what's getting me is these the, the characters that I know from my childhood. I mean, they, they know what they're doing. They're throwing enough of these guys in there to where I'm, I'm just really pleased with what I'm looking at here. Right. I mean, and then there's they got the Prowl, which basically looks like he looks like a white Batmobile Transformer. So I'm really excited for him. So oh, and then yeah, we can't it, overlook the uh, the Ecto One Transformer. That, that's right. That that is right. That they put up for pre order during Toy Fair uh, from I think GameStop was the big one, but then uh, somebody else had it up for pre order too. It was not Hasbro Pulse though. Uh, but I, I pre-ordered one from GameStop. I got to have that. Yeah. And it looks I mean, great. he was up on Hasbro Pulse. Like, oh, was he? Right, yeah, when he was first announced, he was available. Like okay, that first okay. day, when the Pulse website went up, uh, but he went pretty quickly on there. So, but I was again, it was one of the ones that I got in on early, and, he, and he's also getting his own comic series. <laughs> I, yeah, well, it's I mean, it's it's a Transformers Ghostbusters crossover comic, which is cool. That's great. I love that kind of stuff. I mean, I love. They've done the Masters of the Universe, DC Universe. They did um, the, the uh, Batman Ninja Turtles, which they're doing an animation of now, which is awesome. Uh, but we're getting away from toy news. Uh, uh, but but what, one last Transformers thing yeah. is if you see the Optimus Prime and the Megatron that are on the shelves now, they're actually going to be doing a re-release. Like, I know a lot of people have some problems with the kind of like the the dirt on the, the molds. Like they're, they're supposed to be like, you know, kind of dirty. And oh, like see, I love it. I love it. And I know a lot of people do, but they're re-releasing the Optimus Prime and the Megatron, but in like shell-shaded coloring. So like it looks like they are on animation cells. Oh. Oh, are those Whoa. the anniversary ones I saw? Yes, okay, yes they okay. are. And then they're also releasing a Megatron that's some kind of like G2 repaint. Yeah, so the back camouflage. In, yes, back in 1995, they had a, a G2 Megatron repaint announced that was white with uh, like um, green tiger stripes almost, and it was canceled. And so they then took this year's Megatron and then did a deco. But he's still, I think he's still available on the Hasbro uh, website. Yeah, and he's, uh, uh, I think he's pretty cheap too because this, this. Yeah, current... he's the same price as any of the other ones. Is yeah. the, that price point's thirty dollars for just a regular release, and he's the same price as the regular release. Yeah, yeah, solid stuff, man. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a completist for anything, but uh, I'm definitely in on this line. When I see a character I want, I'm going to pick him up because I've been super happy with what I've bought so far, and and have my eye out now for Ultra Magnus because, I just the, they're all so good. I, I I want a good Ultra Magnus. Yeah, he's a good one too. He's probably the best of the leader ones they've done so far. So yeah, Shockwave didn't need to be that class. All, all right. his add-on kibble is really unnecessary. Although that ship mode that looks exactly like his old gun mode is awesome. Yeah, but again, that, that was my biggest problem with him is he's like if you actually compare him, he's smaller than the Megatron and it costs twenty dollars more. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the extra stuff just wasn't necessary. All right, well, cool. I think then it is time to move into something that uh, usually makes up the meat of one of these episodes, and that is Marvel Legends, because all of us uh, have have a vested interest in the Marvel Legends. Ryan, do you want to tell us 
what's been going on. I mean, it's another insane year. Every year we wonder how we're going to afford all this stuff. Good Lord. They just, I mean, I don't even know how to explain how much they're pumping out. Um, And so this year, what I do appreciate about what Hasbro has started, at least it appears they're going to keep down this line, is that they are more and more separating the movie and the comic lines, um, which I appreciate because I only collect comic figures yeah. um yeah, i collect both yep. and so i, I kind of like having like half and half on some of the waves I, I wish i honestly wish they would just keep the wave separate um and, and it would still stink because there would still be some comic bit because i i want every mcu figure they put out i want uh but the comic stuff i i'm a little choosier about um, so I mean, I guess we can start. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Um, Let's. Got... I'll tell you what. Let me let me start. Okay. Because I am so excited about those retro toy biz X Men oh, they're doing. Man, say yeah. so am I. That when I saw that packaging, oh, it's just gorgeous, and the fact that they're using figures like that X Factor Cyclops. I want that figure so bad. Man, that's <laughs> my Cyclops. Yeah, I, I really want that one, but I, I really want to know that they're going to have uh, the other uh, X Factor toys well, behind it. I think they will. They will. With with the last few years of team building that they've done, it may take a minute, but they'll do it. I, I fully expect because look, Jean Grey is always going to sell. So obviously, and and is an easy repaint. I mean, because these X Factor uniforms are all paint job, no sculpt. So there's no reason why they shouldn't do everybody else. Um, yeah, they, man, that that Outback Dazzler, man, see, the Outback X-Men, that's when I got into the X-Men. Me too, me too. And, buddy, oh, I'm all about this. I, <laughs> her uh, and Forge. Well, her Forge, we've already got Storm on the shelf. Like, the fact that they're hitting that that mid-80s, mid-to-late-80s team, the, the Claremont Silvestri run, that's my run. So, Same. yeah. Seeing that, oh man, that warmed my heart. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, that wave Silver Samurai looks amazing too, and yes. we've never gotten like a proper Silver Samurai, so I'm pumped about that. Um, they announced the second. They put it as the second wave, but really, it's the Spider-Man Far From Home wave. Right. Um, which is what it's the movie ones are like two the new kind of black suit. Well, there's the stealth suit, and then there's, like, the homecoming suit that's kind of the darker one. Um, that way, we'll also have a Julie Carpenter Spider-Woman who they did a long time ago, and it's a crappy figure. Um, doppelganger. Well, well, here's the thing. It's a crappy figure, but does a Julia Carpenter Spider-Woman need to be any better than that? You know. <laughs> Let's, let me go. Yep, she's way in the back of my shelf there. <laughs> yeah, and she's got the old airbrush-looking paint job. Yeah, and but, she's, uh, she's doing the old uh, Toy Biz Wobble, so well, she's getting you know, placed. You said Toy Biz Wobble, but she's got that silver sable, and she's got that terrible bow-legged oh. female stance that so many of the figures have because they don't know how to pack them right. <laughs> that wave's doppelganger who they built on that previous six-armed Spider-Man body that just came out in the Kingpin wave, which yeah, is... Yeah, they still have the really bad uh, joints. Yep. Uh, you can see the miscolored uh, uh, dots on the uh, elbows. But yeah. he's a more appealing figure to me just because he's this, like, monster thing that's different enough to not just be another Spider-Man. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, Hydro. I don't know how I feel about that Hydro. Oh, I mean, I, I guess there's not much else to do with him. Like, I love I, him. I love him too. Like, I, I he's an instant buy. Yeah, his me. face sculpt, I think, is great. Just yeah. a smirk on his face. Yeah, and I, lo- I love the way they did the water effects. Although I would, I would like to have seen what they did with the cannonball figure they showed and an actual like Hydro body under him. But uh, still, he looks great. I love him. Yeah, and then the last one is that comic Scorpion, who I'm super pumped about. Yes. The tail, I think they said, is it is bendy. You can twelve actually, inches long, and it's bendy. Yeah, yeah it's you can actually awesome. see in the pictures. It's got the little holes in it that bendy stuff has. Yeah, um, and he's got else? a great metallic well, paint job too. Yeah, well, speaking of the cannonball too, yeah. like that was a big deal uh, where they're not uh, shipping legs. Like the cannonball effect, that's what he's coming with, and that's oh, it. he doesn't come with legs. No. no, what? No, it's just the cannonball effect. And that's oh, it. that changes so, like, that figure entirely for me. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of especially people complaining since there's about no it. build a figure. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's it's that or leave it. <laughs> oh, it's a shame because I want that. I, I need that X Force team, and I want him. He's one of my favorites, and that just seems so much of a cheap cop out to me. Yeah, that's terrible. I can't believe they're doing that. That's ridiculous. And the rest of that wave looks great, though. Uh, the Boom Boom. I'm thrilled to see Boom Boom. Um, yeah, she's a definite buy. That yeah. Jubilee. Uh, there's so many of those. Well, I, I Jubilee. I think Jubilee is a different is she wave from the wave before. Yeah, yeah she's Jubilee's the one. in the Caliban wave. Yeah, it's out yeah. Now or out shortly. Um, the Nightcrawler is the one that they've been needing. Yeah. Uh, granted, the Toy Biz Nightcrawler's pretty good. You know, I don't think I need to upgrade my Toy Biz Nightcrawler. Like, I like he... the face on this one so much, though. Yeah. Uh, and the Mister Sinister, the Toy Biz Mister Sinister, also. Very good, but man, this one looks outstanding. Yeah, I like the body on him. And he again, looks great, but again, it goes back to like, do I really need to rebuy figures that I've you know already have? This one, yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna get. They finally, we'd heard before they were going to do um, Nighthawk and Citizen Five, and they finally showed them, which I'm super happy about. I love me some old Thunderbolts. Yeah, um, Nighthawk is a definite buy for me. Yeah, is Living Nighthawk the guy with the cape? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks awesome. Well, I'll. He's the uh, of the Marvel Universe. He is. Come on. That <laughs> is. Uh, that's the Thanos build a figure, so I'll be buying that whole wave. I will happily give <laughs> that Nighthawk figure to whoever wants it. I, I will purchase that Nighthawk figure for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will buy it as soon as I see it. Who other comic? <laughs> they uh they are gonna do Rock Python, which I'm super happy about. He looks you know, like for, he has a mushroom for a head. You know, for some reason they are going full force with finishing the Serpent Society. <laughs> which I'm all for, but it seems it's an odd choice that they've gone with it. That's the team they really want to work on completing, but I'll take it. Um they're gonna do Loki again finally. Again, Loki's a God, Loki was series three of Toy Biz. He's an early one, comic Loki. Well, they did. Um, they did a couple of Lokis, though, didn't they? Because they, didn't they do one that looked like this, and then they did the other one that had the fur cape and all that business? I don't remember. But I've got, they, had, they had the full uh, horns, and they had the uh, movie version. So they, they've had two or three uh, Lokis out there. 
But this is definitely a more traditional Loki than we. Yeah, this is definitely the more comic, uh, you know, First Avengers type uh, Loki. Yeah, and then who else? Though? Union Jack. They're gonna do Beta Ray Bill again. It's been a while since he's been out. Looks uh, good. Shuri movie movie version of Shuri, which is taken far too long to come out. Yeah. Uh, then just finishing the comic stuff. They're gonna do an Alex Ross. Oh yeah, Hercules. Um, Alex Ross, Captain America, who is Man. fine. He's gonna have the sculpted chainmail, which is kind of cool, but whatever. Uh, first appearance Iron Man, which looks way better than the last one they did. All those first appearance figures look awesome. Like I would not have thought I'd be interested in those, but well, the Hulk and Wolverine look fantastic. Yeah, like, that's uh, a must the Hulk, buy. especially with like the ripped uh, shirt uh, and the ripped pants. Um, that that two pack looks great. Yeah, and but, then the other two packs that Colossus Juggernaut, which a lot of people are really excited because they've been wanting that Colossus in the old traditional giant size X Men uniform. Yeah, that's my Colossus. I mean, I've got to have him. I see. I'm fine with that last one that came out, like the bear midriff. Yeah. You know, if you work for those abs, you gotta show them. <laughs> I know, but yeah, but then there's the one like way, way before that that's got the, more of the classic look that doesn't uh, uh, need the update as much. Yeah. Now I will say I love the helmet update for Juggernaut in that two pack, yeah. where it's like kind of black where the eyes are, so the eyes just kind of shine through. Well, and he also that's... comes with the uh, the torn open helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, those would be good. And then I think that's all the... Oh, and the three-pack. Yeah. So there's yeah. going to be a Magneto, Quicksilver, uh, Scarlet Witch three-pack. Yeah, Quicksilver is definitely better than the old Quicksilver. I think that was one of the first or second waves uh, oh, from yeah. uh, when they switched licenses. He's, so he the, has the new one's much better. The, uh, I think he's got the toe joints. Yep. Um that Magneto looks good. Apparently, was that last Magneto hard to find? I read. I haven't seen. I haven't finished that X Men wave yet. I have not oh, seen. He's the Jubilee wave. No, no, no. Um, he was the uh, Apocalypse wave. Oh. He was the okay. same wave as Sabretooth, um, Psylocke, and I bought a couple of those online, and fully expected to find Sabretooth, Magneto. Um, and a couple others in stores, and have not seen them yet, except in oh. GameStop for twenty three bucks a piece, and I'm not paying that for them. Uh, I've got now, some of those build a figure pieces if you want them. They're sitting uh, right here. Well, I want the I want the figures though. Yeah, like I'm I'm holding out to find the figures. Although uh, this Magneto is fantastic. Like I don't even need that last one really. Yeah, I really like the Wanda in that pack too. She's got the old kind of eighties hair like she had and she's got this shinier paint job i think yeah 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 that's a, that's um, a great three pack yeah and, it's and part then of our, the uh, two packs you got the is it luis uh from ant-man and the wasp yes luis and uh and Ghost. yeah look that, great. that looks pretty good um let's see if we're getting into the movie stuff now yeah. they've they've got a uh corvus glaive and loki two pack which i've i've got to have corvus glaive and ebony ebony maw to finish them off uh, and i love the movie figures one because the the mcu is really my biggest touchstone for the non-x-men side of of marvel uh 
and also because the figures it's it's a little harder for them to share parts so lots of sculpting lots of 100% new tooling uh, to me just nicer to look at action figures um let's see here they they're still kind of mixing it up the avengers though because a lot of the comic stuff that you were mentioning is mixed in with waves yeah oh wait no here's another two pack they're doing uh iron spider and mm-hmm. it was it was not extremis iron man what was the one in infinity war you know What's... The one with things float behind him. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that Iron Nano, Man. Nanotech Iron Man or whatever. And then uh, Korg and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, which is fantastic. That. Uh, they're going to do Scourge and um, another Hela. And I'll tell you, that Hela, that's one of the only movie figures I sought out was that first Hela they did because it's so good. She's hella yeah. hard to find. Yeah, yes. the helmet, it looked great. I may end up buying this one, too, because she's got the hammer in her hand. Well, and, just, and her costume is different. Yeah. And, well, and Peggy Carter. I may get the Peggy Carter figure, too. Cause yeah, I, the Peggy Carter and uh, Steve Rogers, two-pack. That's another one. Yeah, that's those are both figures. I mean, obviously, Peggy Carter has been a long time coming, but I've been wanting Captain America in that look from the first movie since the first movie. Like, I really, really like that look. So that that's a great set as well. Um, uh, they announced the new Walgreens exclusives. They're going to be Emma Frost in black, which is fine. And then the infamous, infamous Iron Man, infamous, which, I, have you read that comic? I read a comic that he was in. It was not his comic, and I liked the way they wrote Doom I trying to really be good. I really liked it. Yeah? Yeah. I really liked it. Now, it's over, so, I mean, who knows? By the time this figure comes out, I can't imagine many people clamoring for it, but I'll get it. I mean, it's time for a new Doom figure in general, so hopefully that will happen before too long. Yeah, it's actually kind of surprising they're not just doing a standard Doctor Doom. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, as normal, lots and lots of Marvel Legends. Yeah, I'm scrolling through here. And for the listeners, uh, you can go to NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. My uh, Toy Fair post covers a lot of what we're talking about. But for the best coverage, uh, go to TheToyArc.com. They've got pictures from the show of everything. And that's I'm scrolling through right now. And I think we pretty much covered everything. Oh, they're doing a, uh, from Spider-Man Homecoming, they're doing a MJ. Oh, MJ and uh, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man with his yellow jacket on like the movie poster. Which uh, way to way to get on that one, guys? Yeah, all the fun and excitement of playing with MJ. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's got a voice chip so she can be yeah. snarky. I'm sassy. So, uh, where are you guys? Let's go around real quick. Where are you guys with with Marvel Legends? Like uh, for me, I'm still cherry picking. Yeah, I've gotten to where you know they're still re-releasing so many figures that I already have so I'm, I'm trying to decide what I want to get and what I don't so it's, it's very much cherry picking it's rare that I'm buying a whole wave unless I'm uh, super into the uh, build a figure yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way though uh, I've been getting the X-Men waves I've been going through an X-Men renaissance lately and getting really back into X-Men again so I've been picking up uh, those but other than that I kind of just pick and choose Yep, on the exact same way. I think I think the last build a figure I may have completed was Juggernaut, 
Um, oh not, wow! Maybe Warlock. Did that Warlock come out after? Um, yeah, Warlock, I think Warlock was, was after yeah. Juggernaut. Well, yes. Warlock was the last one I did, and that was what a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been <laughs> a long time yeah. since I've done them. Um, so I just, you know, like I said, they've they've made so many. I just pick and choose now, especially with so much of my budget going to Mezco that. Well, that's a uh, great segue then for us to move on to Mezco, who didn't have a huge presence this year, but I think a lot of that uh, is because there's so many 112 figures that have been announced that haven't made it to market yet that there really wasn't a whole lot of point. Like, it wouldn't have been great for them to show a whole ton of new stuff, although they did have some really exciting stuff. Uh, They had that comic Harley, which we've kind of known was coming for a while so have you seen the catalog picture of her what all she comes with no i've not oh it's nice so she has four heads oh my gosh um all of which she has one that's like an unmasked head she has like the smiling head a kissy face head an angry head she's got the court gun the mallet and like a black cartoony looking bomb like they are packing her out. She looks real good. Yeah, that's that's a must-have. Uh, and then a 1989 Batman, which I... When, which when, looked great. Uh, yeah, it looks awesome. And when, when I first saw it, I foolishly said that I wouldn't be getting it unless we were guaranteed a Joker. But I don't know who I'm kidding. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that thing. <laughs> like, Again, accessories look great. I'm buying it. Yeah. So glad you guys are into it and not me. <laughs> you get to spend the money, I get to look at them. Because uh, those toys are absolutely fantastic. Like, I, I, if you're someone that's looking at it from the outside in, like, I, I you see the pictures, I, I always envision them as like a uh, uh, 10-inch, 12-inch, but like they're the same size as your 6-inch, just like super packed with details. It's amazing. So, the now Jay, you're out. You like looking at them, Ryan and yeah. I, I. I think you and me are pretty much in the same place where we kind of pick characters we like, or if we see one that just looks awesome, we kind of have to have it. But neither one of us is buying them all. Yeah, that's um, possible. And Josh, you said you were picking them up here and there. Yeah, here and there. Is, does uh, does 1989 Batman make your list? Yes, yes, he does. He makes my <laughs> list. You know what I love about 89 Batman? That they didn't put in the display case, but when you look in the catalog, his head replacement, you don't pop the head off. You take the whole like symbol and upper part of the cowl off, just like the movie. Right, because that, <laughs> that was one whole piece that they had yeah. to literally sew him into. They're actually pictures of the seam in the back of the cowl, um, which is why he can't turn his head. So, yep. yeah, that is awesome. Uh, what do you guys think about the comic Wonder Woman? I don't love it. Um, I, I would like for it to be, and I understand that they have adapted the movie look into the comics at this point. Although, granted, the new 52 uh, Wonder Woman look was was really kind of seemed to inspire the movie look. But, like, I've got the movie Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And this one's a little too similar for yeah. me to feel like I need it. Yeah. Um, I do like that armor is all removable pretty easily. So the shoulder armor and that thing around her neck are actually accessories. Um, 
and so they've shown pictures of her without it on there, and I think it looks better without it as far as like it being a comic Wonder Woman. That was the first thing I didn't like was that neck piece. Yeah. Um, and it looks like that's the way they're going. So when they revealed Aquaman, he's the same deal. Man, has, that Aquaman looks awesome. It does. And it's got that same kind of removable the golden armor. Shoulder so. piece, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of glad they're doing that. But yeah, like you said, I, she's obviously built on the Justice League Wonder Woman body. Right. And it it doesn't wow me, but I'll still get her so I can finish the Justice League. See, if but, I'm going to have a Wonder Woman that looks... If I've got two extremely similar looking Wonder Womans, I'm going to buy the one that looks like Gal Gadot. Yeah, and see, which I I've already got. That so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They showed. Uh, did they have a two? No, Naka had the two pack of They Live Aliens. Uh, Mezco is just doing one, one twelve alien. And what blows my mind is that out of the three companies that showed product from They Live, only one of them is producing a John Nada figure. And I get it, those aliens look cool, and in modern times, the whole message of the movie is very relevant, and everybody's turned it into a bunch of memes and stuff, but if I'm buying They Live toys, there better be a Rowdy Roddy Piper figure yeah. to go with them. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not paying $80 for just blue and red-faced guy in suit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be great, but I'm not buying it without a Piper figure. And that one yeah. I will stick to. Oh, here's the biggest thing for me from Mezco was they showed the final pictures of the Ghostbusters, and they have the hoses finally. You know, who would have thought? They've been showing those things for, what, two years now? At least. And everybody has asked, and everybody has complained, and they've never said a word no, back to they all the questions. they never respond. And they subtly put them out, and sure enough, those hoses are there. And don't even say anything about it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so now that set might be a buy for me. Yeah, it it looks so much more appealing now. (laughs) And I really like how Slimer, final production of Slimer, turned out. Yeah, he looks great. All the head sculpts, like these these final head sculpts they showed, I don't know if you guys saw pictures of them or not, but they just look awesome. Like, I'm I'm very, very tempted. As opposed to the Hellboy figure that they showed that is... (sighs) based on the hideous 2019 Hellboy movie. You know, I the thing, I feel bad for the Hellboy movie. Like, if that had come out 15 years ago before the Ron Perlman, I would have been so excited. Man, I'll even say this for it. If they hadn't said this is going to be a darker, smaller scale, more horror-based Hellboy that's more akin to the comics, if they hadn't told me that beforehand... I would have been more receptive to that trailer. Now, granted, I still think his face looks like ass. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't have been as off-putting if, if I hadn't been expecting like a cool horror movie. And instead, yeah. darker yeah. horror movie with a uh, uh, fun '80s themed uh, soundtrack. Right. Yeah, that's not what I was looking for. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't care about that. Um, they're doing Michael Myers from Halloween Two. Uh, which is, you know, that's cool. I'm not really buying the horror ones. And then also Pennywise. Uh, Josh, you mentioned they didn't show a whole lot of DC stuff, but did they show any new Marvel stuff at all? Well, so they did, but they, well, they showed the Captain Marvel. 
Right, right. Um, and that's another thing I'm confused about because, again, back to the catalog where you get to see everything. Captain Marvel, that figure comes with Chewie. Like, you get the cat. And I don't know why they chose not to put that in there. That would have been the biggest thing I showed. Um, but also, so they showed her, but then in the catalog, they have Moon Knight, who looks really good, um, comes with tons of stuff. Um, and then with Marvel, they have a Gambit tease. So you don't see the whole Gambit, but you see his face and the cards and stuff. And so from what you can see, the Gambit looks really good. Um they showed the final production for Black Bolt and Lockjaw, final production for Ghost Rider and the motorcycle, and then the final for um, Magneto. One of my favorite things about Magneto was <laughs> Camel Toe Magneto was back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why they didn't put the fixed one out on display, but Camel Toe Magneto is back. But something they had not announced that I had ever seen until you read it in the catalog is his hands come with like, it looks like a blue disc on the front of it. that are supposed to be magnetic looking, you know, like his magnetic powers, but the discs are magnetic. And so you can stick stuff to them. Oh, nice. Well, that doesn't surprise me though. Cause the Spider-Man awesome. figure had magnetic parts as well. Yeah. Um, well, and actually going back to the judge dread, um, yeah. the the armor is on there with magnets. I mean, they've they've embraced that uh, incredible technology that nobody quite understands. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, they showed that stuff, and then again, like we said, Aquaman was in the catalog, and they didn't have him up. And then the last page of the catalog, they did reveal that the third Batman figure in the trilogy, as they called it, is going to be called Supreme Knight. And you can only see the back of him. Um, so they didn't do a full reveal. You can just kind of see, like, a profile pic of him. So people have been waiting to see. But what you can see from that is he does not look like an old man, which is what I think everybody was expecting. Right. Like, some sort of play on Dark Knight Returns. I'm glad and, that's not what yeah, it is, it, though. It doesn't look like that. But, I mean, that's – I mean, Mesco had a decent showing of stuff. Um, they'll get a bunch of money from me, like always. Josh, was there anything that sort of s- stood out to you from the 112 as a must-have? Well, I mean, as far as the new stuff they showed, the only thing that uh, really stuck out to me as I was, knew I was going to get was the 89 Batman. I mean, cause, I mean, I've already got other stuff already on pre-order. I've already got the Cyclops on pre-order. I've already got a Green Lantern on pre-order. But um, now that you guys told me, hey, like, there's stuff in the catalog that wasn't on display, and I went and looked up that Aquaman. The Aquaman is looking pretty badass. Yeah, he's <laughs> fantastic. And I, I'm, I'll have to go look those pictures up as soon as we're done here. Uh, all right. Well, I think. Oh wait, no. One more thing from Mezco I want to discuss is they they are launching their own line of uh, five points of articulation retro figures. Uh, the Adams family from the new animated movie were the first thing that I saw, which basically are the co- the old comic strip designs. Uh, and they also had the Warriors, which whatever. Uh, Scooby Doo, Six Million Dollar Man, and Bigfoot, Birdman, and Space Ghost. So they've got the Hanna Barbera license. Uh, it looks like, and uh, probably pretty much anything else Mezco has access to that Funko doesn't already uh, and that Super 7 doesn't already. (laughs) 
Uh, I guess we'll see more of these. But the the Scooby-Doo ones looked really great. The only shame of it is they look like they're actually great toys, but they're not going to be priced as toys, I'm sure. Uh, so it's kind of a shame that it's it's not going to be more of a kid-friendly line. Uh, let's see here. I know we've got a couple of you that have got to get out of here. The only thing we've got left to cover is I want to talk about NACA a little bit, and I want to talk, uh, touch on Super 7 and what they had to order uh, or what they had uh, on display. DC Collectibles was really kind of just that prime Batman. How do you guys feel? Okay. Real quick, some of us were collecting the animated DC line. I think we've all dabbled in it at one point, right? Mm-hmm. How do you tell me like the uh, Batman, uh, uh, the Batman animated, animated series stuff? Yeah, uh, I, I've basically still been keeping up with it. They just haven't put anything out in forever. But I'm kind of disappointed that rather than continuing ahead with Justice League Unlimited stuff, they're showing designs of characters that did not appear in that animation. They showed Red Hood, Deathstroke, uh, Nightfall, Armored Batman, uh, done in the DC Animated Universe style. That doesn't appeal to me. And I don't even think they look that good. I really don't like the coloring on that um, Slade. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Now, did any of y'all buy the... DC Universe, the box set of the Justice League? No. No. No, even even when they... Because I had already heard that there were quality issues with them. Uh, and even when they did it, I think they had it for like 15% off or something like that. Uh, even then, I, I was just... I, I need to see them. I, I'm, not yeah. or, I'm not ordering them sight unseen. And apparently they come with no accessories. Uh, and and they're, But they're still the $28 MSRP of the other ones that we've bought. And I, I just can't justify that. As badly as I wanted those figures at one point, DC Collectibles has kind of... My confidence in them has kind of gone away. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah, I've had so many uh, ankle breaks and shoulder breaks and leg breaks throughout, you know, opening them. And it, it, it's tough to justify spending that much money on it. I've I've eyed the uh, Justice League uh, with the uh, app because I guess with the app you get the chance to buy them. And uh, I've looked at it a couple times, but haven't uh, pulled the trigger. Well, and there's no advantage. I mean, granted, that's the only way you can get them, but there's you have to pay for shipping. There's no discount. Like it's not like it's a deal to get them. You're just buying them. Yeah, you're still paying the twenty twenty five bucks a pop. Twenty eight. Jeez. They're 28 for no accessories. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's move on from our, our friends at DC Collectibles who keep trying to get their shit together and just don't seem to be able to. Uh, and let's land on my personal favorite company, NACA. Uh, did, did you guys sort of take a look at what they had out there? Naked are a bunch of liars. Oh no! I'm tired, I'm tired of Naked's games. Tell me, tell me how they hurt you, Ryan. Oh no, we can't make six inch turtles. It'll never happen. <laughs> we just can't get the rights to that. Oh wait, here's this box set at San Diego. This is the only way we can do it well, is to make them exclusive. No, 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 no. What they've always said is that it would take. I'm trying to remember what the original quote was. Like they're very. They're very sneaky with how they say things. They're not liars. They're sneaks. Uh, 
Yeah. Because the original quote was something along the lines of, it would take an almost insurmountable number of hoops to jump through to get any kind of six-inch scale turtles to retail. Well, apparently we have jumped through all the hoops. You're not kidding. Because now there are turtles coming out everywhere. Yeah, but it's crazy expensive. It's like 50 bucks for a two-pack. That's like, not expensive. That's not bad. That's what we pay for Marvel Legends almost. It's, yeah, it's 25 bucks a piece. I guess. And when you consider all the accessories that these things come with. Ah. Uh, well, and, and actually, single-carded NECA figures are up to twenty six ninety nine now. Uh, and, and are, by the way, worth every penny uh, because there are 100% new sculpts. Well, most of them are primarily new sculpts. They come with tons of accessories. They, you know, they're doing the whole Ultimate line with uh, all the horror movie stuff that you're getting your bang for your buck. So I was actually surprised that these were only 50 bucks for a two-pack. Um, they're, I mean, they look great. I don't think I'll get them. I'm still going back and forth whether I'm going to buy the movie turtles from GameStop. I, I um, would 100% say you should buy those movie turtles because they're incredible figures. Uh, as far as these go, I, I'm not even really a fan of the old turtles cartoons. So these are probably a pass for me. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not big on the colorful turtles, really. Uh, but it's cool that they're doing them, and it's great that they're going to Target and not Walmart. Yeah. Uh, in other NACA news, uh, I was very happy to see that they're doing a Friday the 13th Part 5 Roy Burns. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the guy that is not Jason. Uh, and then they're doing a 2009 Jason, which we knew about, but we had not seen yet. And it looks fantastic. It's gigantic, as it should be. Uh, Halloween 2 Michael Myers that comes with the uh, Ben Tramer mask. The poor gentleman that gets hit by a cop car and set on fire. <laughs> after he's mistaken for Michael Myers, uh, as well as the Bloody Tears mask. They're doing the Crooked Man from The Conjuring 2. Um, just their, their usual slate of awesome-looking horror stuff. And then for the 40th anniversary of Alien, they just showed one figure, uh, but it was Yafet Kato, who was Parker, in Alien. And he looks incredible, and I hope so bad they can do the rest of the crew of the Nostromo. We need we need a Tom Skerritt figure, you guys. The yeah. world needs that. <laughs> uh, is there was there any stuff in in just sort of browsing through? Uh, Jay, I know you're a lapsed Naka fan. Was there anything that you saw this year that you thought was particularly cool? No, I'm still in- impressed the fact that they're still pumping out the uh, aliens and predator figures. Right? Like <laughs> it's insane that. We're in year 15, uh, or whatever it is, that they're still uh, sending those out. So I, I, I'm still cherry-picking those when I can. So it's just they do have uh, cool stuff, and they're constantly picking up new licenses and new actors' uh, likenesses that they can put out. Yeah, I've, I've been really happy with that. They're, they're good at going between... Uh, video game stuff, stuff from the old Kenner line, new movie stuff. Like, they've been really good with jumping around, and I love that NACA has switched over to this format of most of what comes out now is that ultimate-style boxed figure that will come with tons of accessories, different heads. So so instead of buying the four different versions of the same figure like we used to have to do, now you just buy the one box and you're done. 
Right. Yeah, I think they had like the uh, aliens. Uh, was it Resurrection? Ripley and like the basketball and like all these kind of yeah. stuff like I never would have imagined uh, being an option. Uh, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, they they uh, they'll go after every nook and cranny they can with any license that they have. All right. Well, was there any other big stuff from Toy Fair that you guys saw that we should uh, cover before we wrap it up? I will take that uh, as a no. So let's go around. Uh, we'll start with Josh. What was the one most exciting thing that you saw at Toy Fair? Uh, I mean, it was the Mega Supreme. I mean, I'm a Transformers fanboy. It's something that I always wanted since I was a kid, and it just looks phenomenal. Uh, probably the best of their giant two-foot figures they've done yet, so that's got me all jonesing for it. Yeah, and I'm super excited about that one just because, like I said, they've, they've found a an incredible balance between action figure and like vehicle toy, whatever. Yeah. And just thinking about that guy as such a good toy. I'm, I'm excited. Um, okay. Let's, uh, Jay was, was there one thing that stood out to you? What was your favorite thing that you saw? Uh, for me, it was more just the Marvel legends stuff, like just the new announcements. Uh, and so I can already ch- kind of cherry pick what I'm going to get uh, this year. Um, uh, I've kind of dwindled down on the uh, series that I'm collecting, and Marvel Legends is pretty much the last uh, ongoing uh, the thing that I'm getting. So just to see uh, some of the cool stuff that's coming out, whether it's the uh, movie stuff with Luis and the ghosts, or you know some of the more comic-based stuff, that's kind of the one that I'm uh, most excited about. And what about you, Ryan? What was your pick of the show? Uh, I think company-wise, I think Marvel Legends killed it just with everything they did. But for individual figure, I think it's that Mezco Harley Quinn. Just all the stuff she comes with. She's very, you know, exactly everything I want out of a Harley Quinn figure. I think for me, and that Harley was really nice looking, uh, the actual, my favorite thing at the show, which we'll discuss in more depth uh, on the Bo Brown edition of this episode, uh, the Masters of the Universe Classics William Stout Collection, which is the movie-based He-Man figures. Those look good. Uh, I I never thought it would happen. I'm so excited. But out of everything else, uh, for me, the Star Wars Vintage Collection stuff, all all of the, the Jabba stuff was just awesome to see. I was excited, like, every time I clicked through and saw a new thing. Uh, it was just great. I loved seeing that stuff. I, I love that they're paying attention to my scale again. All right, well, you guys, thank you for all coming together so we could talk about Toy Fair. I think it was a really, really big year. Do you guys agree that this year almost felt like a comeback in a lot of ways? It did. The last two years have seen kind of lackluster. There, there's been, like, one company the last couple of years that's really impressed us, and everybody else is, has not done much. I feel like... There were several companies this year that really had some cool stuff I was excited about. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it's been, it seems like the last couple of years, it's been a company that's announcing stuff like a week ahead of time. Right, so this right. this was the first time, like, you know, uh, at the show itself, you actually got to see uh, stuff you're excited about. Yeah, that's actually a good point. That the Our excitement is kind of, by the time the show starts, we, we've already been excited for something. But this year, it was all at the show for the most part. 
Yeah, I mean, I can always tell how good a toy fair is by how much I have to budget for the upcoming year. <laughs> right, right. And and this one is, is a tough one. It's going to be really <laughs> tough. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, Josh, what are you up to? Where can we find you online? Uh, well, I'm not really doing much of anything these days since we shut down the podcast. But if you if you wanted to go back and listen to our old episodes of the Oncoming Storm, you can go check us out at the Oncoming Storm podcast uh, at Libsyn.com. Um, and if you want to check me out, I will be at Hulanta for the last Hulanta coming in May. It'd be the last time you could probably check me talking about Doctor Who, at least in Atlanta area, anytime soon. Oh, wow. The last one. That's crazy. Uh, all right, Ryan, what are you up to? You know, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> still still pondering someday, maybe writing another toy review? Yeah, you know, come on the Facebook page, start to argue with me, with me about The Last Jedi. I'm always open to it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, Jay, where can we find uh, your fine belligerent monkey products? Uh, that would be belligerentmonkey.com, and that is belligerentmonkey.com. Excellent. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. And we will talk to you again sooner than later. I forgot to mention this in the intro. Uh, we are going to be doing a special mini-sode with Mr. Bo Brown about Super 7's Masters of the Universe stuff at Toy Fair. Uh, that, it was a pretty big year and it deserves its own episode. I was hoping to get that done today or yesterday, but you know how scheduling goes. So hopefully we'll be able to get that recorded next week and we'll just run down everything. And actually, hopefully next week we'll have some more information about a couple of the big, big announcements that Super 7 made at Toy Fair. Uh, but it's, I, I gotta say, I am invested in the Masters of the Universe Classics line uh, again in a way that I have not been in a while. And I guess, I guess I'm happy about it, but uh, in the end, it just means spending even more money. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And I'm excited to talk to our pal Bo about the significance of the announcements that were made by Super Seven. So be sure and keep an eye on NeedlessThingsPodcast.com for that. Uh, also, please join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. You can share your opinions. You can vote on polls. Uh, as to what the content will be on the site and on this show. And let's see, as a matter of fact, March is coming, which means it's the road to WrestleMania. I will not be all wrestling all the time, but we will certainly have some wrestling-themed uh, episodes uh, in March leading up to WrestleMania on April 7th. I've got one other. I, I, that was a pause while I decided uh, whether or not to mention this. Uh, I am hoping to bring somebody back to the show to talk about something big with Star Wars and hopefully we can also discuss Toy Fair but that's it, that'll probably be a few weeks off at least but I'm excited about that one too so stay tuned I love you guys thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast you're the best you can find the show on iTunes Stitcher Downcast or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee Love you, mean it, uh-huh.